It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie. Monday morning, the 19th of April. Good morning with much debate and discussion from now till 11am. This is Michael Reid on LMFM. After a very long lockdown, people in Northern Ireland will finally be free to get a haircut this Friday. It's uh, the first step back to normal living. The following Friday, all of the shops will be open and bars, restaurants and cafes will be serving people outdoors. The thing is, this should only make a difference to people who are resident in the North. The question is, will people from the south travel north to do some shopping, get a pint or a haircut for that matter? Let's talk about this uh, with local TDs in County Louth, Peter Fitzpatrick in Independent TD uh, and Fergus O'Dowd of Fine Gael. And a very good morning to both of you and thank you indeed uh, for joining us on the programme this morning. Fergus O'Dowd, if I could start with you, there isn't really anything to stop people going across the border, is there? No, not at all. And uh, unless, you know, the only thing that's stopping them is common sense, uh, that you don't place yourself at any risk. And I think the border itself, as you and I know, is, you know, it's just an imaginary line. And obviously, there's parishes on both sides of the border. People work and live in different sides of the border. So there's huge interaction between both communities. And clearly, uh, you can only act, obviously, with the rules and the regulation where you actually live in. Uh, but also, above all of that, um, is you must always act in your own best interest in terms of your, your health. So I think they're the common sense advice, wear your mask, okay. wash your hands and uh, don't go to crowd places. Okay, explain to people, if you wouldn't mind, please, uh, why it's in their interest not to go to the shops or get a haircut. It's, no, I didn't say that, Michael. It's in their interest to follow the regulations. Okay, the sure. But do, do you understand what I mean? In, in this context, not to break yeah. those regulations by going to the north, well, to the shops. Well, when I, well, I think it's obviously it's a personal decision. That's the first thing. Uh, so it's, each individual will make up their own mind and it's up to them. Everybody knows the risks. And the most important thing of all is that, uh, and again, I go back to the point we both agree on the border, is something that shouldn't be there. It's a political divide. It's not a real divide mm. between people in the physical sense. Uh, so people will do. People, people, people will always do whatever they want to do. I'm just cautioning people you know, to, to look after above everything else. And yeah. if the rules of the South are A, well, then I would certainly obey them. And okay. if they're B in the North, then, then you do that up there. Okay, and uh, breaking uh, the rules can lead uh, to public order uh, offences and defines uh, that follow. And I, I take it there's a chance 
uh, however small that is, of people being discovered if they're travelling across the border? Well, I, I think, look, I, we don't live in a police state, uh, but we've suffered greatly as a result of this COVID epidemic. I think 4,600 people have died, over 200,000 people, 243,000, I think, have got the disease. And anything that spreads that illness, you know, and if you do that, mm. and if you knowingly do that, and if you place yourself in danger, it's not just yourself, it's other people you're going to. Am I, am I, am I right in thinking that it sounds to me as though you believe some people are willing to take that risk? Well, I mean, people take risks all the time. I mean, there is evidence of, uh, you know, people mm. congregating outside of the regulations. But the difference is that if you go into a shopping centre in the north, 44% of the people in there are likely to have been vaccinated. That's so adults. Where if you go into a shopping centre in the south, it's 22%. So your chances, your chances are higher, obviously, in the South because less people have been vaccinated. And that is a fact. And that's why we've got the only game in town for all of us is to stay safe and get vaccinated. It's our job as a government to deliver the vaccines as quickly and effectively and safely as we can. Okay. And everything in, else is placed secondary to that. Moment. In the meantime, we have different rules in different jurisdictions and that's uh, the reason we're talking about it uh, this morning. Let me go to Peter Fitzpatrick, if I can. Uh, do you believe uh, that some people are, are willing to take that risk, the same risk that will put other people at risk of developing coronavirus if they go to the north when it starts to reopen? Michael, I have no doubt, I have no doubt whatsoever that people will take the risk. Like, for example, there, look, look at last week there in the north, they opened up the golf clubs. Like, I, I spoke to people over the weekend who actually went down across the border and played golf, and the amount of cars come from Dublin and, and all around the jurisdiction was there last weekend. Like, you know, I walked down the streets of St. Black Street there in the dark weekend, and I looked around, and honestly, it, it would put a tear in your eye. The amount of shops is closed, the effort that these shops put in to try to get reopened. I, I have nothing but admiration for the UK. I think that they, 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 they've worked really, really well. I think the head minister, Robert Swan, has, 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 has worked very, very swiftly. And, and no matter, I think, I think, I think one thing you have to say about the North is they have a roadmap, they have clarity, and people know exactly what's happening. We have a minister for health here at the moment, and Michael, and listen to your programme, and looking at him at the door for the last number one, says every week we're changing the goalposts. Mm. We're, blaming, we're blaming A, B, and C. Yeah, yeah, you have to admiration for the North is. And, uh, and in fairness, like, I do really, really feel sorry, especially in the border areas, for all the businesses that have put in a fantastic effort. Next weekend, they're going to open the, the, the hairdressers, the barbers, mm. they're going to, uh, even driving lessons that resume. And I heard uh, the, the IFA on there last week, they were yeah. giving out about mm. people not being able to do the driving lessons. And, it's like, in fairness, they're, they're way, way, way ahead of us. And we can, we can use any excuse under the sun. And I, 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 even there yesterday, I, I heard uh, Dr. Tom uh, Black, who is the chair, um, chairman of the British Medical Association, he's worrying because he knows himself that the, the infection is going to increase in the north and the south because of the, of, of, of the restrictions different. Hmm. We had an opportunity, and I still said it, it's a missed opportunity. I, 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 the executive in the north and the Irish government has failed both societies and, and failed really badly. Can you tell and me what? Irish, can Can you tell me a little bit more about the conversation you had uh, with uh, the people who went golfing over the weekend? Um, did they think there was any risk attached to it? Uh, were they just hoping that they would get away with it? Uh, did they feel that it was wrong in any way? But that golf was more important than whatever risk there was, or, or what did they say to you? Well, basically, Michael, what they were saying to me was uh, that uh, you've, you've 20, 20, 20 times less a chance of catching the coronavirus outside. 
and the government, I was, I was tightening, I was encouraging people to go out for walks and exercises that day. And and and, and the sense of the government, uh, they've done a lot of good work. But people just want to get some kind of normality back. So they like, felt there was like, nothing wrong in going to play golf in the north. Now, Michael, they, uh, I'm going to be quite honest, Michael. Mm. I was really, really disappointed that the vote restrictions there at the moment is. And the Irish government, what the Irish government has done at the moment is they've made it very easy for people to cross the border. Because if you live in the border area, you can travel in your, inside the county and you can also travel mm. 20 mm. kilometres. Now, if you look at you look where I'm based in Dawkins, you can go down the road maybe five or six kilometres and there's a golf course there beside you. Mm. You can go down to Newry, you can go to, you can go anywhere you want. Like, like the barber shop is going to open, as I said, the hairdressers, the pubs and everything else at the moment. Is. So you think, you think people will travel en masse? I didn't say in mass, Michael. There's, a, there's an awful lot of people who won't do it in principle, and I agree with them at the moment. Okay. It's not, in fairness, it's not very safe crossing the border. Like, like the people in, in Ireland have sacrificed a lot. The businesses in the area sacrificed an awful lot. Is. And I'm just hoping over the, next, over the next few weeks that we will actually catch up. But the bottom line is, Michael, is, and mm. I, I raised it with the teacher in the Tonisha, we have no roadmap, we have no clarity. Like, all you hear is leaks, leaks. Like, if, if, if you read the Daily Mail yesterday, the Sunday Mail there yesterday, you think that, uh, that, that we were, were on the same level as in the north. But, Michael, this, this thing is leaks. We don't need leaks. We mm. need clarity. We need a roadmap. People want to know what is actually happening. And this government has failed miserably in communicating to the people who've, who've, you know, who've put their shoulders to the wheel, who've sacrificed family time. And, like, a lot of people I, I've spoken to feel as though for the last 12 or 18 months, that the life has been put in a hole and they've wasted it. Hmm. And especially the older generation okay. who, who've cocooned and L- haven't left the house. Let me go back to Fergus O'Dowd. Uh, we'll hear from the government next week. Uh, will we get the kind of roadmap uh, that Peter Fitzpatrick is talking about? Are we going to get back to normality in June because uh, of uh, this proposal? Well, this proposal to space out, to space out uh, the Pfizer vaccine to 12 weeks. No, well, I, think, I, think, I think the greatest, the greatest number and if you can get the vaccine, the first round, to more people, that gives them, I think, depending on the vaccine, it gives them at least, in some cases, 70 to 80 percent protection. Mm. So, so it, is, it, is, it is a worthwhile because it's affecting and making more people safer. But you still have to look after people that are obviously likely to get sick. And I have to say that Peter, uh, he's, Peter is, is talking rubbish there. He's talking through his hat. The fact is that where Peter lives in Carlingford and uh, in Dundalk, that the numbers of people who the, the actual the rate of the of the COVID per hundred thousand is almost half what it is in the rest of the country. So in Carlingford, it is seventy per hundred thousand, whereas Nashville is one hundred and thirty-one, and Dundalk is actually lower than that, at sixty-four. So Peter is absolutely wrong as usual. The, the program is working because not. Not because of the government, because yeah. of what the people are doing. Well, because they got vaccinated in the north, yeah. because it, it was no, the worst. No, no, no. It was the it was the worst or second worst in the country. I, I mean, in fairness to Peter Fitzpatrick, yeah. the point he was making was about people coming over the border when they had coronavirus. No, now, now they've been vaccinated in the north because, as yeah. he puts it, they're way ahead of us. Now, Michael, the, my, the point that I'm making is that the, what the people are doing is working. Well, the point you were making, they in fairness, was that Peter Fitzpatrick yeah. was talking through his hat, which wasn't well, very... that's true anyway. <laughs> OK. <laughs> well, well, but, 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 but I want to make this... Well, no, no, let Peter talk through his hat a little bit more because he needs to respond to that. Peter Fitzpatrick, come back there, if you will. Peter, Peter, please. Well, well there's one thing I always done, Michael, when he was a politician. I, I, I try my best never to run down people. But in, but in fairness, the Fairbrooks there at the moment is like a, I, I was a Fairbrooks for eight years in Fine Gael, and I, to be quite honest, yeah, 
the amount of rubbish that Fergus spoke over the years, I never said it before. <laughs> Michael, Michael, right, well, we'll, we'll call it, we'll call it quits there. We'll call it quits there now and get back to a conversation that people might be actually be interested in. Uh, there was an interesting point that Peter Fitzpatrick made earlier on, for example, about the Minister for Health. Uh, and I think Stephen Donnelly finds himself once again trying to take his foot out of his mouth this morning. He, he, he really made a fool of himself over the weekend, didn't he? Well, I think what he suggested was he shouldn't have been suggested in public. He should have said, right, if I've got a query, what would be the outcome if you do A, B and C? And obviously the story went into the Irish Times. He spoke to the Irish Times and it obviously upset an awful lot of people. I take it those days are numbered now, though. Uh, I mean, surely this is is the final straw, is it not? I, I I, I think the key point is, and as I said earlier and I say again, the only game in town is to get the vaccines in and to make sure people get them yeah. according to the risk that they're in. And everything else is not important. In I know. Uh, the, 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 yeah. the, it's the, not the, as important as that. Well, thing. I think the manager, the, 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 the person managing that is important yeah. if it's going to happen effectively. And the people that don't have confidence in the minister, yeah. well, then there's a real problem, isn't yeah. there? And as I said, well, that's, you, that's probably uh, or possibly uh, the final straw. There's been many straws, haven't there? Yeah, of course there has, and indeed there'll be more. I've no doubt about it. And I'm not here. I'm, I'm not here to criticise uh, the minister or to defend him. I'm here to tell the truth. Yeah. And the truth is, he shouldn't have done that. Mm. No, and he did it, and he's wrong, and it's not going to happen. But it'll be added to the list of things he shouldn't have done. No, but of course, Michael, you have a list, and I have a list, and mm. we all have a list. So everybody's human. I think the key thing again, if we all concentrate on what we're doing, and as I was saying earlier. The people, the people in North Lodge are doing exceptionally well in holding back the COVID, right? Mm. Now, we've got to do better in Drada. No, I know, but the problem is that can change no, 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 no. overnight because uh, of the variant yeah, of the but variants and so on. But, yes, uh, and Michael, but it's about behaviour. Mm. It's about making sure that you don't take unnecessary risks. Yeah. And most of all, it's about the government making sure you get the vaccine. Yeah. And that's what we have to do. And that's, that's really the only thing that counts right now. And that's what people want. They want to get back okay. to work. They want to meet their families. Okay. Well, I, let me go back to let me go back to Peter Fitzpatrick because I, I take it, Peter Fitzpatrick, you uh, not being a, a member of uh, one of uh, the government parties that uh, St- Stephen Donnelly is a, a minister in, that you would say that it's uh, important that we have a competent manager. Michael, uh, the metaphor phone calls I got in the last number, especially the last week, has been unreal. Mixed messages. You have you have the minister of health coming out saying one thing. You had the the, 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 the there last week coming out and saying that the AstraZeneca was perfect, that he is no problem himself whatsoever in taking the job. Then you've got, you've, then you've, you've, you've got Dr. Colin Henry coming out from the, uh, the Chief Medical Officer of the HIT the weekend saying that, uh, that, 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 that it does cause blood clots and uh, he doesn't know whether, whether these people, if, 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 they, don't, if they don't take the, the, the Xanadol, uh, Xanadol, that they might go on the end of the queue. Like, it's next thing that people are concerned People are just looking for clarity and everything else. And this government has failed miserably at the moment. Is. Do you have confidence in Stephen Donnelly, though? In fairness, Michael, there's, there's nobody could have confidence. And, 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 and as far as it's been true and honest, there's nobody can have any confidence in Stephen Donnelly. Like, for, for, for a minister who came out last week making complaints that his name wasn't on Twitter with, 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 with the Department of Health uh, uh, Twitter, like, to me, that, that's a man all he's doing looking for publicity. Every time anything happens, 
he's too quick out of the block. Mm. He, does, he, do, he, does, he doesn't take what he's saying. Is If he hears that the 550,000 Pfizer vaccines coming out of next weekend, before he double-checks everything, he's out communicating, and then all of a sudden he's back and again changing his mind. OK, we're going, to be talking to, we're going to be talking to John Lahart, a Fianna Fáil TD, later in the programme, because on Tuesday of last week, Dr Ronan Lynn told John Lahart uh, that it, it didn't matter if people were fully vaccinated coming into the country, that they needed to go into mandatory quarantine if they were on one of uh, the 80-something countries uh, that are required to do that. And he gave many, many reasons for that. Uh, on Thursday, Stephen Donnelly was suggesting that Dr. Ronan Lynn had changed his mind and said it's no longer necessary for them to go into hotel quarantine uh, if they've been fully vaccinated. Uh, and as I say, we'll be hearing from John Lahart later, but we did write to Dr. Ronan Lynn. We also wrote to Stephen Downley or copied him and uh, Minister Helen McIntyre, who we were discussing this with on the programme on Friday in the HSE, to try and get some clarity about it because it makes absolutely no sense at all. Uh, but uh, we'll hear more about that later on in the programme. Having said all of that, uh, as Peter Fitzpatrick says there, for example, O'Dowd, uh, the Minister denies he, he was very concerned about how many times he was mentioned in press releases uh, and there are all of these questions about his competence. Do you have confidence in him? I have confidence in the government to deliver the vaccine and that's the measure. Everybody makes mistakes, Michael. I make them, you make them, Peter makes them. What the minister said at the weekend was wrong mm. and it's upset a lot of people but that's not to say that do I believe he's doing his best? I believe he is and I think... But do you have I confidence in him? I have, I have certainly, I've looked at the criticising. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. well, of course, okay, I have confidence okay, in yeah. And, and I, I have confidence in the delivery of the vaccine. And as I speak to people, like there's over a million people now in this country in the South have received one or two doses. So, I mean, the confidence they have now is immeasurable. And they realise that if we can get that vaccine out to everybody else, then we'll all be able to have a summer, we'll all be able to have a life, we'll all be able to go back to work. And all of these other things, as big as it might be in people's minds and upsetting as we are people, are as nothing compared to getting back to normal. And that's what this government is doing. That's what it's going to do. And, and that's what's happening. And anything that interferes with that uh, is, is not going to be helpful. Okay. And that's why we have to clear the decks, concentrate on delivery and do the job properly. Okay, Peter Fitzpatrick, uh, the Minister is proposing spacing out uh, the doses of uh, the Pfizer vaccines so that more people get vaccinated quicker. And the hope then is that there'll be some normality come June. Mike, all I'm hoping for, Michael, and everybody I speak to is hoping for, all they want is a roadmap. All they want is clarity. All they want to know what's happening. At the moment, all, like, all we're seeing at the moment is leaks, leaks, leaks. And I have to take my hat off to Northern Ireland. And I was the one, Michael, that, that was saying uh, about the border, about coming across the north. Yeah. The north have really surpassed us there at the moment, and I have to take my hat off to them. But the Irish government, we have failed, Michael, in the communication. And uh, uh, until, until, we, until we do a roadmap, we give the people clarity. And in fairness, let's get one person. If Stephen Donnelly is the Minister for Health and he, and he is responsible for the vaccines and the responses, let him come out instead of you have him coming out one minute, you have the Tornishaw, you have the Taoiseach, you have every, every, every minister fighting for the corners there at the moment. It's, it's very important what information we get from the government is the right information. And I just would ask Minister Donnelly, if you do have him in your programme again, mm. just to ask him, would he please take his time, study, before he gives the information out, 
me show that it's the correct information and don't be making it, don't be, don't be coming back a half an hour or an hour later making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's just in my, to me, uh, the, the people of, 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 of Ireland have sacrificed an awful lot. Okay. And, uh, like, that, and that was very strong know. criticism, very strong criticism of the minister. Fergus O'Dad, was that fair? Well, I don't expect that news from Peter, so it's not unexpected. But I think what is fair is that we concentrate on the game. And the game we've all got to win, and there's nothing else in town. Okay, you're staying on page. Peter, there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, I'm not just staying on page. Mm. I'm staying making sure that people uh, have get back to their lives, get back to their work, and all the mm. rest is, is is just you know. Yeah, well, we we'll all agree on that. Yeah, I think. It's yeah. To the yeah. Point. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll all agree on that. Okay, okay. And uh, if we have a, a moment of agreement, which has been unusual this morning, between the name calling and what's not, uh, we leave it there. Oh, Thank, Lord, you Lord, indeed. Lord. Thank you very Thank much you indeed. Nice, That's uh, Louth and Eastmead TDs, Fergus O'Dowd of Fine Gael and Independent Peter Fitzpatrick. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.